just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another Packer Up, boys, and it's time. It's the first episode of 2024. There it is. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it never tastes so good. I have another sip. I got to have another <laughs> sip. Oh wow! Woo! That'll get you going. It's like napalm in the morning. I've I probably got that quote wrong. I can't even remember what uh, movie it's from. Hey, uh, as a ritual, can you Google that, please, Maddie? <laughs> What'd you say? It smells like napalm in the morning. It's uh, I think it's like Apocalypse Now. It's a war movie. Just quietly. The movie that I think I quoted, uh, one of the greatest movies of all time. So good. And it's timeless too. I'm one of those guys that struggles to watch the old movies because I'm like, ah, uh, what is it? What did you say? Did you say, what did you say? It smells what? like napalm. In the no, 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 no. What movie was it from? Ap- Apocalypse Now? Yeah, you got it. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> but is that the quote though? What's the actual quote? I love the smell of napalm in the morning. There you go. There you go, baby. There you go. Um, Apocalypse Now, timeless, looks good. Like some old movies don't hold up, mm. this movie holds up. Yeah. Incredible movie. Um, but yeah, anyway, welcome back everyone. Packer Up Boys is back. Uh, it's funny because you go, all right, we're in the depths of hell right now. No rugby league for quite a while. <laughs> Why would you need to do a Packer Up Boys? Uh, there's actually heaps of shit to talk about. That's the th- like We have a full show. <laughs> like that is insane. But uh, look, we won't go as in depth as we probably would because obviously we've got the Monday show. Yeah. We'll save a bit for Monday. Um, but anyway, Maddie, how you been, bro? Good. Shout out to, I think it's Winston Neville, who when we stopped doing Packer Up Boys at the end of last year, um, he just kept writing on, he just kept writing on punters and dribblers. I'm not leaving my office until Packer Up Boys starts. Oh. He, just kept, he just kept saying it. So... Winston, you can finally leave your office. Winston. It's been you, a month. Look, but <laughs> if you haven't left your office, you're a bit of a sicko. <laughs> and maybe I need to get a restraining order. Me and Maddie need to get a restraining order. No, just joking. I know Winston. Um, it's funny, like, if you said, tell me the name, I wouldn't be able to repeat it. Mm. But I know what his tag looks like. Yeah. You can see certain people in, yeah. like, the punters and dribblers. He's an OG. He's an OG. Oh, well, I, I remember him from, um, like, locker room and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. bloke in a bar. Yep. Um, he, he's an OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's been around for a while. Um, Doggies fan. But yeah, so we are back, Packer Up Boys. Packer Up Boys is such a weird show for us because it started out as, okay, <laughs> it's not going to be about rugby league. We're going to talk about anything and everything. Yeah. And we're such tragics that like we got one episode in and we were straight <laughs> talking about rugby league. So as you guys know with Packer Up Boys, we do wander a little bit and talk about other stuff. Uh, What's really interesting though is the downloads are actually mad, but mm. it's such like a throwaway show for us. Like we treat it as like, eh, pack yeah, up, don't even like really think about it. And but then, the downloads actually out download every like a lot. Yeah, oh, the, like <laughs> a lot of a lot of shows are kill for those numbers. Like, <laughs> and we treat it like it's like <laughs> it's nothing. The unwanted stepson. It's like ah, yeah, we'll do pack her up, boys. Um, but well, we weren't like, even we weren't even doing it this morning. Yeah, we literally weren't. We yeah. were like, uh, like Maddie messaged me. I was like, oh, early in the week, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe. No, he messaged me yesterday. I was like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll wait till there's like a, a bit more going on. <laughs> and then uh, I was at the gym, uh, bouncing a bit of rubber, fighting a bit of gravity, pushing a bit of tin. And I thought, you know what? I'll just get in there and do it. I'm around the corner. Yeah. We'll get in, do pack her up, boys. And like, in my head, I was thinking, man, no one's going to want to hear me talk. Like, no one cares. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like no one cares. Like, it's a Friday. There's not much going on. Like, it's the season's not on. Why would I put a podcast out that there's nothing to talk about or not much to talk about? But then I was like, well, something's better than nothing. Yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, it's funny. When I first started the podcast, 
uh, interviewing players. Mm. So my mindset was always make it about the players. So like basically you want to make it so the host is almost non-existent. It's all about the players. And ironically, when Bloke began to blow up was when I kind of like started putting my personality forward. And so not only did I have that mindset of like, I'm totally unimportant, no one gives a shit what I have to say, I'm a 40 game winger, who cares? Uh, So I had that attitude. But then also I remember when I was like, man, no one's gonna wanna hear me talk more than once a week. So like as in interview players, interview players once a week. So not even me talk, interview players once a week. That went on for years. So like I would have done podcasts every day or whatever years ago, but I the whole time was thinking, no one's gonna want, like who wants to hear me talk that much? Like as Mm. if, and then eventually you like get a bit more confident. You're like, oh, maybe they do. Maybe they don't, okay. And then now it's like, I mean, I still have that thought of like, I can't believe that many people want to hear us talk. Uh, but now it's like, the more I thought about it, I was like, what a dumb way to think. Because think about radio. You used yeah. to listen to radio shows every morning with the same person. Yeah, true. And like, I didn't think like that. I was like. Well, as a bloke consumer, as I was uh, for, for ages, but specifically in the year 2020, so that's before I joined, um, you were doing the preview and review shows with, the blow in, but it was like you and you and him, like no no other like co-host or anything. Yep. Um, and as you said, you said, oh, I didn't think blah, blah, blah. I remember like hanging on every day, like fuck, when's this fucking gonna drop? When's this gonna <laughs> drop? Seriously, <laughs> really? I remember I went to the, I was, I was planning, I had a day off work and I, and I was planning to go to the beach and I was like, well, cause I, I can't, I can't just sit still and I was just gonna go by myself. I'm like, well, I need the podcast to drop so I can listen to something. So I was literally <laughs> waiting at home watching TV Waiting for the podcast to drop no so I can go and light the bed. Yeah, seriously, seriously, man. I was I was the biggest dribbler of all. Still am. Um, that is. But yeah, seriously. That's just one example. That you know what's so weird to me mm. is that you used to be a listener. Oh yeah. Oh, a huge listener. I, I I think I've said this on the podcast in the past, but I the first time obviously we, we speak about a lot how I used to work for the Blues, but the first time I met Freddie was in 2016, and I dr- was so nervous that I drove to Narrabeen, ready to meet him. And I listened to your episode with him so I could like try and get to know him a little bit. Yeah. So that's like a full circle kind of moment. But yeah, I was, yeah. Wow, that's it. Yeah, Cause like you're obviously a mate now. And yeah. like, for people listening, how Maddie got the job. So basically what I did was, is I put out the call saying I'm looking for a producer. Cause the blow in, um, he was studying law. And so, you know, he had the choice of, you know, obviously follow that path or potentially come aboard. He was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go down the law route. And he's still talked to him today, absolute legend. Um, anyway, so I put out the call, going to need a producer. But what I did was I put it out really early mm. uh, to basically obviously see what feedback I got and keep, keep the time of, you know, keep time of as many, the longer I keep it open, the more uh, applicants you can get, blah, blah, blah. But also to see who was a fake fan of the the show or who was a a fake fan of the community. And so what happened was is three (laughs) three months or so had gone and there were, so I'd I'd narrowed it down to three people. And these three people, in all honesty, (laughs) from a producer perspective, were way more qualified. But so I was going through the emails about to make the call and I was like, I'm gonna go check all three Instagrams. Check the other two guys had weren't following bloke and Navarre on Instagram. And I was like, this, oh. disloyal. They clearly aren't <laughs> interested. Went, uh, 
to your Instagram. Yep. Found that you're still following it. Found that you're still frothing on everything. Yeah. Still, t- I, was I was like, like tagging my mates in everything. Everything. <laughs> and I was like, he's the man for the job <laughs> because he's loyal and he loves Bloke Navarre. Oh, thank God I did all that. <laughs> yeah. And that was, and we're not talking a few weeks. This was a month. No, I remember. So, you know how nervous I, actually, I haven't told you this. I was so nervous before the Zoom interview we had that I went to the pub and had two schooners. No. Yeah, because I was like, I literally was like crawling with anxiety. I'm like, because I was like, I was such a fan. So I was like, fuck, all right, I got to hold this together here. I think I put on a buttoned up shirt for the, for the, for the Zoom interview. <laughs> yeah. And then it got to, uh, this is true as well. So you, I hadn't heard from you in months. So I was like, fuck, what should I like? What should I do? So I thought I'll reach out. And I like drafted a message and I reckon I drafted the message with like three other people. We're like, all right, what should I say here? Blah, 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 do this. And then finally, I thought it was done. I thought like, that's how much time, it was like September to January or something. a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, sweet, I didn't get it, it's fine. Um, when I got it, well, not when I got it, but like I was just at home and we we're about to go out. Yeah. Uh, it was like 4 p.m. or something. And I literally had a shot of absinthe and as I put the shot down, and I never drink absinthe. Yeah. As I put the shot down, your message came up. And I was like, you were like, oh, can you call me? And I was like, fuck, what a terrible time to have a shot of absinthe. <laughs> no <laughs> but no, nah, yeah. And um, called you and then, yeah. Was, the, was rest the, the rest is history. The rest is history. Far out. That is crazy. That's it's, hilarious. Yeah, bizarre. Like, and yeah, anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, well, there you go. That's how, funnily enough, I think that, and look, I'm still such a rookie. I don't know shit about business. But like loyalty to me is is probably the most important. Like people go, oh, you should hire on like skill set. You should mm-hmm. hire. And like, look, I think media you have the benefit of skill set are relatively easy to learn. Now, certain people have an eye for it. Like for example, if you're, you know, if your Photoshop skills, if you you can you can develop Photoshop skills, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a, a very good Photoshopper because yep. certain people have a really good eye for it. But you can develop enough for what we need, and so like, you know, hiring people, it's really about the person. Like it, the more I've gone along, like we've got other employees who, when we brought them in, they had no like beer rep experience, and now they're our best yep. beer rep. And, it, and it's all because they're good people that are willing to learn, that are willing to rip in. And that's, that's what I've learned so far is like, you're not actually hiring an employee. Or if you, if you look to hire an employee, you may get burned. They might be the most highly qualified employee that on the map, but if they're not a good person or if they're not, you know, dedicated to the cause, you'll hire the guy dedicated to the cause, guy or girl dedicated to the cause way before you'll hire i mean we've got plenty of people actually in bloke uh that you know on paper were nowhere near as qualified as other people but they've turned out to be absolute guns just given an opportunity mm. um and again this is coming from you know a rookie you know i'm still got uh, you know mark boris is probably the dude you should be listening to it's <laughs> not me not me that's just been my experience early on it's you're hiring people rather than employees and it also comes back to bite you sometimes you buy, you hire a person and you you try to you know if, if you need me give me a call or and then they might just quit and not call you and and whatever which is just all part of business but uh yeah that's the story that is the story uh packer up boys brought to you by sports bet another year with sports bet super excited um you know, as you guys know, really, really appreciate Sportsbet support. And uh, I'm hoping, and, and I, they are also hoping, it's a, a long-term partnership. Uh, I tell you what, I've uh, I've been doing pretty well on the punt. 
I don't punt. You much. have, yeah. Wow, Look, I'm up. I'm up. I just punt, punt like tiny amounts. Like, yeah, like we're talking like you know five bucks, four bucks. Mm. I'm up. I'm well, up, you know what? My future brother-in-law, mm. Brandon, he he like he's so analytical. He loves NBA, but what he does like and like you know he's not short of a dollar or anything. But because he loves the like the analytics of it and betting so much, he bets dollar bets mm. and like just records it. And his the money isn't what uh, uh, drives him. Yeah. It's being more up than the day before yeah, yeah. And, and all that stuff. So that's, that's what he does. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. It's just like a dollar here, two dollars there. Um, and yeah, cause I, and it's just it's just fun. And guess you know where I've earned all my money? <laughs> I can guess, but I'll let you say it. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> that's outrageous. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, anyway, mate, obviously guys, always gamble responsibly. Um, so you're on the Brisbane Heat to win it, are you? Yeah, I got them at 450. Yeah, wow, they're I heavy favorites. In, yeah, I think they've come in since. But yeah, yeah I, I've so basically, um, Started with five bucks a few, you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, yeah. and up to like twenty five bucks now. Jeez, so super up, super yeah. up. Done a bit of soccer betting. Um, I'm trying to think what else I. But outside of that, it's mainly been cricket. Yeah, mainly nice. been cricket. That's actually so outrageous. It's not even funny. Uh, yeah. Um, now, let's get into it, shall we? Volkman contract terminated. Uh, so basically, well, not basically. Um, Came out in news yesterday that it looks like his contract will be terminated. Has that been confirmed by the club yet? Uh, let me check. So it looks like his contract will be terminated. Reportedly, uh, there is a pre-existing shoulder injury that requires season-ending surgery. Uh, now, this whole situation is bizarre to me. Uh, I understand them signing him. Uh, I also understand them signing him basically saying, my, look, my understanding situation would be they signed him saying this contract will be registered once you pass the medical. Uh, so they do the medical and then obviously the contract gets registered. It looks like the contract wasn't registered yet. Mm. Uh, so the medical hadn't come back. But I guess what is surprising to me is that, you know, getting him to the club already training, already on the socials, all that kind of stuff. That's a bit strange to me that you would have him, for example, training whilst it looked like he had a yellow bib on. So I don't yeah. usually have a yellow bib on if you've got an injury, um, but that could be, maybe that wasn't the case in the image that I saw. Maybe he was just on the resis or, or whatever, but sometimes that is the case. But to have him training with the contract not registered, he's not insured. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense to me. Um, also, a lot of things aren't adding up. Why would the Warriors, because this all happened recently that he went from the Warriors. So he had two more years left to go on his contract. Why would the Warriors end the season and not do a medical on him? Because he would have had shoulder problems throughout the year. Mm. So, well, I think that's why he didn't play a bit at the end of the year. I think it was a shoulder. So that's what the article said. Yeah, but I mean, that might've been 2022. Oh, maybe. Anyway, maybe, yeah. well, it, regardless. regardless. If he, had, if he needs shoulder surgery, the Warriors would have been at, at the very least aware that he has a shoulder problem. Yep. Because they would have been strapping it, maybe even needling it. So what I don't, is not making sense is, of course the Warriors would have done a medical with him at, at the end of the year and said, mate, you need surgery. That This is what is not making sense to me. Mm. It, the whole situation is, is a bit strange that, how could that fall through the cracks of the Warriors? Because 
this this whole contract with the Dragons only happened recently. So yeah. it at, by at the end of the year last year, the Warriors would assume that he's going to go around again. Yeah, I I just I'd assume they did. I mean, he was one of the he won their New South Wales Cup Player of the Year. Exactly. We're not talking about like a guy that's just lucky to be there. We're talking about one of their best halves. This whole situation is bizarre and it feels like there's more to it. It really does. Well, there's more questions than answers, isn't there? Yeah. Like someone's someone's in the wrong here. I don't know who it is. It's either the Warriors or the Dragons. Um, but like it doesn't seem like... Because if the Warriors pulled a dodgy, which I'm not saying they did, I don't think they did that at all, and just sent him there... Uh, knowing that he had an injury, which obviously... Well, you're just opening uh, yourself up. Exactly, yeah. And were they that desperate to get rid of him? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. So, like that, so that doesn't make sense. I don't I don't think it's that at all. Maybe it slipped through the cracks of the Warriors, but then how? But then why don't you do a medical str- straight away at the draft? It just, it's strange. Like, all, like, before a medical is done, to be having, you know, on the socials and training and ready to go. Yeah, that's, that's not good. It's just strange. I don't... And so now there's this weird position where... Does, do the Warriors have to on, honour that two-year yeah. deal? Well, yeah, who pays? Or are the Dragons going to have yeah. an issue with the Warriors? Are they going to say, mate, you just sent us a, a, a guy that you knew he had the injury? Mm. If they didn't know he had the injury, how does that slip through the cracks? Well, now the problem is, I just checked, the, the Dragons haven't released anything yet. Mm. So who knows what's going to happen there. But the Warriors did officially release him. Yeah. So, like, what? He can't just go back to the Warriors, can he? Well, I think there would be... There would be some, I guess, precedence. Uh, precedence yeah. probably the wrong word, but if you send him away without the, I guess, uh, required handoff, mm. maybe that would say, well, you do need to honour it. Yeah. Your job as an employee was to make sure that he was in good enough condition, because he wouldn't have been released unless that contract was there. Yep. So the conditions of his release are that he, you know, he chose to go to the Dragons. To because sorry, he chose to get a release from the Warriors, knowing that the contract was there. Mm. But if he knew that he had the injury and knew, and the Dragons knew, then the contract wouldn't be there. Therefore, Volkman wouldn't have chosen a release from the club. Yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it is very murky. It's yeah, very it's, murky. It's, I just don't understand it. And now, like as we said, what's next? Like, is there a chance that? <clears throat> A club takes a pun on him and says, all right, we'll take it's in. Definitely worth taking a pun on, I think, yeah. at the very least. Uh, because there's a club out there that might be will probably be able to get him for minimum now. Definitely. Um, and if they put faith in him, he'll be on minimum for a you know, sign a three-year deal on minimum. First year, obviously, he's, he's rehabbing his shoulder. Uh, and then second and third year, they've got a high-quality you know, half in their mm. ranks. Uh, I got. I feel so much for Volkman, like... What a devastating situation. Oh, Volkman's definitely the loser here, but I feel bad for Dragons fans because, like, why was he training before he was registered? Like, what if he got, what if, what if he did his ACL in those few days? That's, that's what I'm not understanding. It's like, what's, what's a bit odd to me is like, did he, because like when I read the article, it sounded like he got injured at training, at the the, Dragons training. I read in one of the articles the words training mishap. Yeah, exactly. So did he get injured? whilst training with the dragons yep went in to look at that injury and then they've picked up another injury Mm. and so look this is pure speculation but did he get injured at dragons training and that was a seizing and injury yeah but then they've gone in to look at it and they've looked at another injury before and they are sitting there going well he's out for the season anyway but 
that means we'd have to pay him. Therefore, you know, like, look. If just, that's the case, oh, God, I hope that didn't happen. It just doesn't, look, there's a, so much that doesn't make sense here. Oh, this could be one of 10 things. Like, Seriously. It, it is bizarre. And I think we, it'd be nice to get some answers on this. Like, I hope this doesn't just fizzle out because. Well, it's unfair on Volkman. Yeah. If, if there's not some clarity around the situation. And, sure. and also, like, if I'm Volkman, what, what I don't get is as a young fella, if you've got a, a, a shoulder problem, you, you're going to be like, I've got a bad shoulder. Yeah. Um, I need to see the physio, I need to see this. As if he wouldn't have said to the Warriors, my shoulder's not the best, um, I need to get some, go see the physio or whatever. And what, the physio was just like, oh yeah, you're sweet to go. You know what I mean? Because mm. that's the thing. Then if the Warriors said, oh no, your shoulder's sweet, then they probably do have to honour his contract. Yeah. Because they said his shoulder was sweet. And yeah. it's, it's not Volkman's responsibility to get his own scans. Oh, it's, this isn't, no, no way. Because like Volkman... If Volkman went out and got his own scans, the club would be pissed. They'd yep. be like, mate, you go through our... For net, sure. You know, you don't just go and get a random scan or whatever. So, yeah, devastated for Volkman that this is happening. Like, I and also, did, did Volkman... I, I suspect, I'm just speculating here, but, like, Volkman gets his manager to handle contracts and stuff. So, I there's every chance, I reckon likely chance, that he was at training this week thinking his contract was registered. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Surely. Because, so, he, again, he wouldn't have gone into training going, oh, I secretly know I need a shoulder reconstruction. Sure. Yeah. No. Like, what? He would have stayed at the Warriors, got the Rico, got the Rico. Yeah. stayed for that contract, and then played the next year. Yeah, especially because, like, you know, there's a lot of halves at the Warriors, but, you know, SJ's probably got – he's going to retire soon. Like He was their best player in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, there, like, was, there was – There is no reason to believe that midway through the year, this year for the Warriors, if he didn't have the shoulder injury, that he couldn't have been the starting six with Sean Johnson. For sure. Like, look, Tomate Martin, Gunn, Metcalf, Gunn, um, Harris Tavita, yeah. Gunn. But Volkman is a, a gun in New South Wales Cup. Like, yep. Tomato Martin and uh, Metcalf and Harris Tavita do not have a mortgage on that six jersey, so much so that their best reserve grade player can't take the jersey off them. Completely agree. Um, yeah, so very strange situation. Um, from a, Okay, also Corey Allen has now gone down with an ACL. His first day he arrived, I think. Yeah, so I, when the news dropped that he went, that he did his ACL, I think the last Instagram story was, was like him. a nice quote from him. Yeah. So it was terrible timing. Like crazy timing. So the Dragons. Oh, it's been a bad week. Absolute disaster week. Because now it's almost, well, it's guaranteed, not almost, well, I'll say almost guaranteed. Your hardest pairing is, is Flanagan Hunt. Yep. Um, little at nine. Now, you know, I've been, we've been huge backers of Flanagan, Kyle Flanagan, uh, you know, for quite a long time. I think he's an out-and-out out seven. He seems to be going well uh, at nine. Maybe they they make this kind of dual role where Hunt is a running seven and Flano kind of dips in and out of the control. Yeah. It's, it's going to be... At the moment, I wouldn't have Flano as a six. I think he's a, a solid seven. He's shown real... Um, he's really shown taken a liking to the nine, but I'd be... It is surprising that they're... Well... I guess I don't, I don't think a lot of people saw Flano in the, in the six jersey. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts there? The alternative, I guess, would be to put Jack Bird at six, um, but I th I'd rather Lomax at one and Bird at the centres. In my opinion, mm. um, I think the next option is probably Turner. I so see Turner more as a six than I see Flano as a six. As I said, maybe their idea is okay. We know Benny Hunt's mad a mad ball runner, 
So we'll just get Benny Hunt to run the Bournemouth and we'll get Flano to take care of yeah. the direction maybe. So, so basically they're, they're kind of switched. They're kind of switched. Yeah. Maybe they're deciding to put – like they'll keep the jersey of seven on Ben Hunt to stop the media from – like put it this way. If they run out and Hunt six and Flano seven, then the media oh, spotlight on that. I think if it is Flano Hunt, they'll keep the jerseys the same, but maybe they'll just reverse roles a bit. Yeah. But Hunt will still have say of if he wants to come in and run the, sh- the set – he gets obviously yep. that say. Um, yeah, so really, really tough for the Dragons. Seriously, it's like, it it's, could it's, not be tougher. It's a shame because even on Monday, like you were, you and Guru and Timmy were saying, oh, like even though we don't think they're going to make the finals this year, they got to recruit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it is they are in a better position than they were two months ago, for example. That is, it's exciting now, and unfortunately now they've they've taken like ten steps backwards, yeah. which is which is yeah. Uh, if I'm a Dragons fan, I'm very, very frustrated. Yeah, look, I will say, glass half full, there is a world where Flano and Hunt were always going to be the hardest pairing starting the year. Yep. And Volkman was going to be in reserve grade. Yep. That's it. Like, Volkman wasn't a surety to be the hardest pairing. No, not at all. So, although it looks disastrous, it actually may not, as long as obviously Flano, Hunt stay injury free, yep. as long as the outside back stay relatively injury free for the Dragons, it's not as a disaster as blow as, blow as it may seem. Yeah. You know, it's not like Ben Hunt going down, touch wood, obviously. Yeah. You know, Jesus. <laughs> um, or, you know, Lomax or whatever. So yeah. it, it, it seems disastrous, but it actually, it may just be disastrous only if they really need depth throughout the year. Yeah. So I guess we'll uh, see what happens. Um, now, Cobo to centre. Walters has confirmed. Cobo will play centre for the Brisbane Broncos to start the season. Who plays right wing now? I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty um, obvious answer. Dean Mariner on the wing. Uh, Selwyn Cobo in centres. Look, I saw a lot of people shocked with this. I was like, I felt like it was always... I, look, personally, I like Cobo on the wing because he gets to come in and take those scoots and those carries. Uh, but when you've got a guy like Dean Mariner, who was also really good at those scoots and carries, like... Yep. You know, it's all good. Now, the problem with Cobo in the centres is that you don't want a Ferrari like that that also loves to get through the tough stuff, not getting the ball. Yeah. You know, and the, and the good thing about him being on the wing, this was a Suoliti situation. Remember how I was always like, I like Suoliti on the wing. Rue was like, I want to see him in the centres. But sometimes they just get, it's just quiet in the centres for him, whereas the wing is really simple. You come in, you take your scooch, you go back out there, you, you know. So as long as they keep him in the game and, you know, keep him engaged in the game. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, really interested to see how Cobo goes in the centres. Yeah, I'm interested as well. You say um, you, you're shocked people were shocked. I must admit I was I was shocked. I just assumed he'd start uh, on the wing again. But the more I thought about it throughout the week, the more it makes sense to me, uh, especially in attack. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of question marks in defence. It's a whole new edge there now that Kate Wells has gone as well and that he's switching sides to defend on Ezra Mam's side. Um, See, that that is the cons- the defence side of things. Yeah. I, look, I don't know. Like, he has had his problems outside of Katoni Staggs on the wing. Yeah. And Katoni Staggs has had his problems as well at times. So that's the question. Is What is his defence like? And then you go Ezra Mam, him, Dean Mariner, if they are on that side altogether. That is yeah. a young side. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I would think that if I was to pick, and obviously you know better than me, I'd probably have um, Jesse Arthurs on the left wing. Still. Oh, I didn't even think of Jesse Arthurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, that's cr- – talk about depth. Yeah. Oh, so did you, did you have oh, Corey Oates? Oates? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. 
Oh, now that I've got the names in front of me. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Arthur's on one wing. Yep. Selwyn Cobb in the centres. Yep. And at the moment, now Corey Oates finds his form again. You know, you put him back in there. He's, a, he's an origin winger. Mm. But at the moment, probably Dean Mariner with the head start. I just want to I, I want to see Mariner with a bit of time in first grade because I think he, the kid's special. Yeah, right. I think he's special. I, as in, you know, he is quick lightning quick and yeah. he could be a real game breaker for them off the wing yep Sim- like maybe a little bit like valentine holmes on the wing um very very quick very athletic so at the moment that's what i'd have but he, yeah. it's, it's like neck and neck if he's quick as, as you say th- that's exciting if he plays on the right because he'll have that combination out there with adam reynolds yep. which, as we saw like cobo and reynolds linked up plenty of times last year uh so that so that's exciting um but yeah i like it's going to take time for Cobbo, especially in defence, because mm. he's going to have to make, you know... That's so the one thing I'm worried about in defence, though, because he can have a brain explosion yeah, Cobbo yeah. in defence where I, you go, press. I don't think it's the worst idea in defence to split up Katoni and Selwyn either. Yeah, because both of them can shoot out a line <laughs> and make some, um, yeah, some crazy calls. But uh, it's Stags is such an interesting one because defensively, 90% of the time, he's gone, mm. like really strong in the defence very rarely gets fended like obviously he does get fended sometimes you look at the Stephen Crichton try in the grand final but you know most of the time he's really good in that physical contact that physical battle but every now and then he'll rush up out of the line and it'll you know leave them quite wide open but uh yeah I'm excited it just it shows you where the Broncos are at again where you lose a guy like Herbie Farnworth and you've got a guy like Corey Oates Corey Oates may not be in the starting side as an you know former Origin player. Herbie Farnworth, obviously a big loss, but at the Dolphins, Jesse Arthur's was one of our best players in the Grand Final. Hundred percent, yeah. Dean Marino is one of the most exciting outside backs in the game. You know, this is where the, the Broncos, I feel like, are slowly getting back to those years where you could almost guarantee the next guy coming out of reserve grade was one of the better in in the, the comp. Um, now, it's not the same as it was early two thousands where. If you were an outside back making it, or even any a forward making your debut with the Bronx, you know you're walking into a fully fledged Origin yeah, rep team. <laughs> but I think it's I think they're getting close. I really do think they're getting yeah. close. Well, I mean they're getting closer, but we can't forget they got the spoon a few years ago. The the dramatic improvement Crazy. that that club is insane. When you look at that spoon, it's one of the worst spoons in the history of rugby league, in my opinion. When you look at the players in that squad and they came last, mm. it's actually outrageous. Yeah. The resources, the development, the play, the young players coming through, there is no way Brisbane should have won the, the wooden spoon that year. And, like, you know, Fafita goes on and does what he does. Like, now it's it's, it's chocked full of origin players. Yeah. You know? um, now, I'm not sitting here going, oh, well, that wooden spoon team should have gone and won the comp. But with the quality of roster they had, Mm. to win the spoon well we saw it like in that COVID year the first two games they won and mm. they were they were mad yeah and then i think they won one game after the COVID yeah. break one Just from 18 or something totally unbelievable with mm. the recent like brisbane clubs like brisbane roosters rabbits penrith storm should never get close yeah to the spoon i mean look you could say storm should because they're in a you know a state that doesn't watch rugby league blah blah because they're such big powerhouse clubs, especially Brisbane, like, they are the richest club by an absolute mile. Mm. They've got a huge junior base to pull from, like absolutely massive. Like we always talk about Penrith's massive junior base, 
Penrith still have to deal with like seven other teams in Sydney. Brisbane mm. still only have one other team in Brisbane. Penrith have to deal with seven other teams in Sydney. They have to deal with three other teams in Western Sydney. Yeah, and so like the fact that Brisbane were down the bottom there, like that is yeah, it's outrageous. It's it's it, outrageous. I think it's a problem. Look, it's definitely, in my opinion, since I've been watching rugby league, one of the worst spoon wins ever. Yeah, I I know this is a pretty outrageous thing to say, but I would bet that I'm we pro- I probably won't see another Broncos spoon. Certainly not in the next like two decades. Oh, like it, it just won't so. happen. It just it, shouldn't happen. Well, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. Um, so that's why I'm I'm so excited, and and that's why Kevy deserves massive raps. Like mm. the turnaround of this club since he's been back, incredible. Do, do you remember? So he re-signed at the start of last year. So it's yeah. about twelve months ago now, and everyone was like, "Oh man, it's, it's, uh, he only he only, I think it was only a two year extension or something." Yeah, yeah. But everyone was like, "Oh, I mean." I don't know. Like he should have maybe given him a, the the first ten weeks, but now no, we we were. I was like, you know, give him a give him a few weeks to see how he goes. Yeah. Um. You know, don't resign him too soon. Now it's like, yeah, that club is in such a strong position. It's oh, actually yeah. crazy. It's yeah. actually crazy. Um. Their biggest challenge will be, you know, Ezra Man, Reese Walsh, um, resigning those guys, and obviously replacing Adam Reynolds when he does decides to retire. Uh. But yeah, Cobo to center doesn't shock me, but. Still some questions around, you know, how his defence will go. What we do know for sure in attack. Mm. We'll see some highlights. Oh, my God. Could you imagine stuff, mar- stuff marking Cobbo oh. in the centres? Because he, he tries things that no other player tries. Yeah. Because he doesn't care if he makes an error. Yeah. Like, he will try anything at any time. Remember that chip and chase he did against the Dolphins oh, to win the game? I think at the, at the Gabba, yeah. At the Gabba? Like, Ridiculous. Outrageous. Yeah. Absolutely outrageous. So, really excited. To see Ra- round one in Vegas. Sell and Cobbo versus Joey Manu. Oh, <laughs> that is so good. That yeah. is so good. Um, so, yeah, really excited for the Broncos and, and really just um, excited for the club. What they've managed to do over the last couple of years and turn things around has been, um, yeah, sure. incredible. Uh, Hosking signs with the Raiders. A three-year deal effective immediately. I absolutely love this signing. Yep. I love this signing for both parties. I was a bit surprised that he ended up losing that edge back row spot. I know his defence was a bit iffy. Um, towards the end of the year. Uh, and like we know Penrith, you know, they actually usually select about defence before attack first. They're such a defence orientated side. Uh, so I can understand why, you know, I was just surprised that, that they made such a ruthless call so quickly. Um, and it looks like basically Hoskins probably feels like he's a starting or at least well, not a starting, but long-term, wants to be a long-term back rower. Yeah. That eventually, and, and at the, the um, Panthers, they've got some young gun you know, back rolls coming through, Maverick Geyer, uh, you know, Luke Garner's still there. They've got Liam Martin, and I'm sure they've got some gun juniors. Oh, plenty, yeah. Um, and so I love this for the Raiders. I think he is. I mean, when you talk about a guy that's made for the Raiders, it's Hoskins. Yeah, for sure. Do you think, um, so obviously they've got Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead. Do you think he'll, Elliot Whitehead, is he retiring after this year? I'm pretty. Well, they alluded to it. I think they alluded to it. Uh, Ricky Stewart did yeah. in an interview at the end of last year, I think. So Hosking signed three-year deal. Maybe it's a whole Spencer Lenu, JWH situation where, all right, play off the bench for a year, yeah. and then that's your spot if you, if, yeah. if you perform. Or even, you know, fight. Fight for a yeah. starting spot. Oh, you know? no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he suits the, uh, the nation's capital so Oh, well. yeah. Bloody oath he does. I think, and Ricky, I reckon he will thrive under Ricky. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't, well, can't wait to the season preview in regards to all these squads, especially the Raiders, because they're in a very, very weird spot. You look at that forward pack and you go, geez, mm. like that forward pack, how are you going to fit all those players into it? But you look, 
you know, the spine and, and all that and you go, oh, I just I don't see them in top eight at the moment. But we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll talk about that when the season preview happens. Yep. You know, even this year, coming into this year, I don't, I'm not sure if we had them in top eight, but midway through the year, I was like, they're not making the eight. Mm. And they just they prove just, everyone wrong every single time. It's ridiculous how they just They're so crap. gutsy. Yeah. They're so gutsy. Uh, now, Big Bash app. Follow the Big Bash games, stories and highlights as we head into the finals on the Big Bash app. The app has, be, uh, has behind the scenes content, live stats and more. It's easy to use. You can easily get up to date on all the information and watch any highlight that you missed. So download the Big Bash app on your phone today. Um, I'm sure you can find it in the, the Google store, the Android yep. store, the Apple store. Um, yeah, the Big Bash app. Stay up to date on all your Big Bash cricket news and exclusive content. Uh, talking about the Big Bash, geez, at Brisbane. I can't believe it. They, like, to be fair, the team I picked to win it uh, have won like one or two games. <laughs> but uh, Brisbane, wouldn't. I wouldn't have even looked at Brisbane to even have a sniff in this competition. And like, you know, we spoke on Monday how they're coming first. Well, since then, they took on Perth, the, like they don't, they just don't lose Perth. They're, mm. they're amazing. And they, they beat them two nights ago at the Gabba. Um, they could seriously take it out. That's Queensland spirit, mate. Yeah. That's why you didn't see it coming. Yeah, because you don't know what Queensland spirit is. You've never <laughs> felt it. You've never seen it personally. Because Queensland spirit is invisible to New South Welshmen. <laughs> Uh, and that's what they're channeling right now. Yeah. That's what they're channeling. <laughs> the big, yeah, it's <laughs> the series. Uh, big Bash. Um, it's been such a great year. They they've shortened the comp. It used to be way too long. Okay. Um, now it's only ten games. I think the finals start next week. Okay. So we're getting to the pointy end. Huge games tonight. Sydney Sixers, Sydney Thunder at the SCG. David Warner is getting helicoptered into the game because he's at his brother's wedding. Very Hollywood. So he's getting yeah. So he's yeah. You can imagine what the comments were. Um, so they've put a helipad on Allianz Stadium. He's going to helicopter into Allianz and then play for the Thunder. I, I don't understand that. Why doesn't he just drive? Because the the wedding is today and it's like far away. So he needs to quickly. It's the only way he could make it. I know. <laughs> he, could, he couldn't helicopter somewhere else and then drive? As in like, like yeah. land somewhere else La and Land at the helipad. At, there's, a, there's a helipad at like a Randwick Hospital. That's probably... <laughs> Uh, used for emergencies or whatever, but I'm sure there's helipads. I'm somewhere sure else. there's a helipad that's nearby that yeah. he could have. But into Allianz Stadium, oh, oh it's so David Warner. Oh my god, it is. Look, yeah, wow, <laughs> it's uh, it is what it is. Yeah, that's that seriously. It is what it, it is, man. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, look, it is. It does get the people talking. Bloody earth, it does. It does get the people talking. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, whether you love it or hate it. <laughs> you're talking about it look it's a lot uh for a big bash game mm. uh it's a lot to get a player to play it's a lot having a like a single player yeah it's very like about that player rather than the team you you know what you wouldn't see it in rugby league yeah you wouldn't see it like the only time i've seen an inkling of something like this was when um do you remember after in the 2018 grand final how billy slater he slid in, again, I think it was a prelim against the Sharks, mm. and he had to get judiciary, and the Storm organised a private jet from Melbourne to Sydney so Slater could do his judiciary. That was, that was, I thought, that was funny. Yeah. But you never see it in rugby league, like a look at me type thing. Yeah. It's just, mean, not, it's just not in our, like... It's not very Australian. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. No, it's not. <laughs> no. No. It is, uh, it's very Hollywood. 
Yeah. It's very Bollywood. <laughs> yeah, Bollywood. It's yeah. very Bollywood. Um, but as I said, like, look, we're talking about it. Yeah. We wouldn't have been talking about it otherwise. Uh, and he is, uh, he is one of the goats. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Could you imagine the locker room if he did that 20 years ago? Oh, my God. That, like, um and look look in his defense i know he's this will be has he been playing for the sydney he hasn't been playing for him nah no no this will be his first game back. first game so like the whole team mantra it's kind of like he hasn't really been a part of the team so Mm. you know like it's not like he's been playing with him already yeah and then he's getting this is yeah so i i reckon that it's probably the higher-ups at BBL, Cricket Australia, whatever, like, we really, really... We'll do anything to get you to play. And he's just gone, get me a helicopter. <laughs> See, what I reckon it is, I reckon it is, is that he wants to play, they want him to play, all that good yeah. stuff. I reckon it's marketing people going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I reckon what, basically they said, yeah, we'll fly you in. And they would have been flying into a, just a normal helicopter pad and, you know, he would have driven there. Yeah. But I reckon the marketing team's been like, you know what? <laughs> You're already in the helicopter. Yeah. It'll get... Tongues wagging, people talking, you're, you know, one of the greatest all time, all that good stuff. And he, you know, Dave Warner, he loves like the social media and all the TikTok dancing mm. and that and all that carry on. Like that's, that's his personality. Yeah. It's not my vibe, yeah. not my vibe, but hey. He knows what it, works. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. He's richer than me. He's doing better than me. So <laughs> I can't really say much. But yeah, that's not my vibe. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be catching no helicopter into a stadium. Um, yeah, not a fan. But yeah. not a fan of that, but I'm a fan of Dave Warner. Oh, bloody oath. Oh, he's, in the news. he's in the news this year, isn't he? Yeah, so polarising, <laughs> so polarising. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because it's like, you know, when you're in the moment of, of a polarising character and you're like, you know, you talk this or talk nonsense, even though we don't talk shit about Dave Warner, we may go, I, I don't agree with that mm. or I don't like that, but, you know, he's, he's a, one of our best ever. Yeah. When you're in the moment, you're like, oh, so polarising, but... When the moment passes and, you know, they retire or you sit back and you go, you know what, like, for it sure. was enjoyable for to be polarised. Yeah. Like, they, it, it gets people talking. For you sure. don't want a boring sport. This is kind of a left-field example. You might laugh, but when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling all the time. Like, mm. I loved it. And there were certain wrestlers I absolutely hated, like Edge and JBL. Like, hated them <laughs> as a kid. I was like, fuck, I hate you guys. <laughs> but now I look back, I'm like... You are so good because you made me hate you. And so engaged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So engaged. Um, yeah, the same when I used to watch wrestling when I was younger. I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. Oh, yeah. And The Rock, when he initially came on board, I think he was a heel. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a, he eventually became part of a crew called NWO or something. Mm, not, um, I'm not sure, but yeah. And New World Order, I think, maybe. And I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. Like, I was just like, you are so cocky. He's so arrogant. We're a stone cold. He's one of yeah, blokes. He's, he's one of us. Yeah, he's one of <laughs> us. Um, and you look back and you go, but that's what made it great. Exactly. Because I was engaged with it. And like, you could say the same about Luai. You know, a lot of people, you know, hate his antics or polarizing nature. And now he's embraced the villain arc. But guys, like... This is what makes it enjoyable, you know? Like, exactly. This is what makes it enjoyable. I actually think there are some people starting to turn the corner with Lil I. Oh, I agree. I reckon people... Yeah, I agree. Sometimes they go so villain that you're just like, you know what? Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. Fucking helicab, helicopter. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Steve Smith, who opened the batting for Australia. Cam Green will uh, bat the middle order. Matt Renshaw makes a squad, but not the team. Cam Bancroft... 
Uh, and Marcus Harris miss out. What do you reckon? <coughs> Sorry. Um, Keenicky Hamish thoughts about this on Monday, but if you asked me a week ago, I would have been... I, there's no way I would have picked Steve Smith to open. He's out of form. He hasn't really scored runs. He's kind of been bogged down uh, in test cricket in the last mm-hmm. year or so. But the more I think about it, like, are they our six best batsmen? Probably. So it, it makes sense. It's... It's just it's it's hard it's gonna be hard to get a gauge though like if just say Smith comes out and he averages eighty and he scores a couple hundred against the West Indies, that's great. But you know, is that gonna be good for the Indian series next year? Is that gonna be good for the Ashes in two years? So that's that's the question that I'm asking. Um, I'm not against that by any means. Um, there are people that have come out and I don't watch Shield cricket, pay attention to it. Hammy does. So again, I'm keen to hear his thoughts, but. Apparently, Cam Bank Bancroft's been hitting runs in Shield. So, what's that? What's the message to him now? Like, what does he have to do to make the team? Um, yeah, it's it's a, I it wasn't it wasn't on my bingo card at the start of the year. Put it that way. Steve Smith opened it. Well, I think that, and this is just from a, a sporting perspective. Not a lot of people, well, some people do. Like Steve Smith, he's so experienced. Mm. He's been on the world stage. You know, incredible batsman. That matters for something, especially I'd assume as an opener. That yeah. pressure yep. of the Australian, you know, baggy green as the opening batsman. Yep. You have to ask yourself: these next guys up, are they ready to step into Dave Warner's shoes with mm. that pressure, like that all eyes on them? Well, Whereas you look at these other guys, like so, you look at Steve Smith. If he goes in there, goes all right, doesn't go all right, like he'll handle the pressure at the very least. Whereas you put these other guys further down the order, the pressure's not as big on them. Yep, they can that's true. ease their way in to that Australian, I say jersey, because I'm just used to it. Yeah. Australian whites, baggy whites. <laughs> um, the baggy whites. You know, so that's a, a much smarter way because, okay, what happens if you bring in... Um, Bancroft. Bancroft or Harris or, yeah. or Renshaw, you put them at the top of the order and just go, go, and they, and they get dusted by Indies. Well... It's funny you say that. All three, because all three of them have played for Australia yep. before, and Harris has done nothing. I think he averages twenty, and he's played, he's played like a handful of tests. Mm. So that, that, to your point, exactly. Bancroft has opened the batting for Australia a bit. Uh, hasn't really done heaps. He scored a couple of eighties, I think, but I don't think he scored a hundred. Renshaw is probably the best one. He's scored a big hundred at Sydney once, and he's he's been quite good. But and he's in the squad. And he's he's in the squad. Yeah, be right. They have gone to the top of the order and they haven't scored hundreds. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great and point. And so, whereas Steve Smith, again, you you know he's going to handle the pressure. Yep. He could, you know, evolve into an even better batter than he already is. Mm. Uh, and also the spotlight isn't as much on... Because now, you know, let's say, as I said, if Renshaw or any of the boys, they get put in that middle order, yep. obviously there will be spotlight on them, but nowhere near the spotlight. Well, Cameron Green's coming back. Yeah. And no one's talking about him at all. Exactly. And the good thing about Smith is he batted three his whole career. And at three, you can be in in the second ball. You, you're basically opening anyway. Yeah. So it's probably more pressure to bat at three. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he'll be he'll experience wise. It's it's a it's a great point. Yeah. So I think that matters. And also in regards to like oh well, you know, Shield cricket doesn't even matter because the ball, is it Bancroft that Bancroft? Uh, yeah. That was doing really well in Shield cricket. Yep. You know. We always speak about it in footy, but sometimes certain players, you've got to look at age, you've got to look at, you know, where they played well, who they played well with, do they gel as well with the team? Now, I don't know whether he does or he doesn't, but mm. there are so many more factors than just try assists, line breaks, or 
runs in shield cricket. There are so many more. I mean, here's a good example. Volkman sitting in reserve grade with all these tries, all these tries, and then, new, uh, you know, the Warriors were willing to go, you know what, we're okay with you going to the Dragons. Now, obviously, mm. everything happened. Um, because maybe he just didn't fit what they needed at the moment. Yeah. And so, again, I don't know the details, but maybe Australian selectors are looking at um, what's his age, uh, what has he done before when he's played for us. Well... Uh, He's the one that did the sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, well, I know all that, but th- th- he's played since then, though, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a nothing thing now yeah. for me. Um, so what's his age? What has he done for when he played for us before? How does he gel with the like who we'd be partnering with? Whereas the other guys that have been brought in, like so, it's Renshaw and Green. Yep. Correct. And Green will actually be you know in the middle Green's order. Correct. Play, yep. We know Green has played really well with Australia. I know he went yeah. a bit quiet for a bit there, but he, he's an all-rounder and yep. he has played really well with Australia and we know that he gels well with the team. And so it, that like you know what I mean there's so many more factors than how many runs you've scored or how many tries you've scored or how many there's so many more factors than that. Yeah. I actually I completely agree with everything you said. Mm. Yeah, I think that's 100%. Don't right. say that people don't like that. You're not allowed to agree with me on this podcast. Yeah, I know. That, yeah, I know. I know. Matt, you know what? You're completely wrong. Yep. See if you should bat 11. 100%. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like you agree with my sporting takes. Like maybe I have okay sporting takes. I don't yeah. know. Well, we're not going to get on this couch and just have different <laughs> Could you imagine? Nah, shit shit take. It'd be so like I hate either. those mates that just Disagree with everything you Contrarians. say. Contrarians. Oh man, that pisses me and off. And they just disagree to disagree. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So that <laughs> oh look, that's that's just from a sporting perspective. I don't know the details, and I'm sure there's someone that knows way more about cricket that feels Bancroft should be in there, um, and maybe he should be in there. I'm just pointing out, if you're a selector, there are so many other things you look at yeah. than just runs scored, all that good stuff. You Absolutely. Look at way Absolutely. way more. Um, of how they affect the makeup of the team, you know, is uh, Bancroft an all-rounder? Nah, he's just a batsman. So that's different to Cam Green, correct? Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. I'd pick so Green like, way before Bancroft. So clearly they're going for they they're bringing in someone that brings a different look to well, the side. I just think they've picked their six best batsmen. Mm. It's just it's as simple as that. They're not replacing an opener with an opener. They've just gone. All right, Smith wants to go up. Apparently he's been speaking about it for a while. Yeah. Wants to go up, it's a good opportunity to put Green in. Now we got two bowling, two extra bowling options as well, because yeah. Green can bowl, Mitch Marsh can bowl, mm. plus our whole cartel. Yeah. Um, I like it. And and I guess also you gotta ask yourself, is Steve is is the likelihood that Steve Smith is a better opener than Bancroft? <laughs> Absolutely. So then you have to ask, okay, so why would we bring in a guy that gives us less options mm. at, at our sixth ranked backman? Because like he'd be probably where Green was be if he was to come in, correct? Who? Uh, Bancroft. Bancroft. Like if you were to bring him into the skirt and put him at six. Yeah, but they wouldn't have. That's the thing. Yeah. They would have just put him straight at opener. So then it's just like I don't I don't get the uproar then. Yeah. The other the other thing for Smith as well is so Usman Khawaja he's obviously the other opener. Mm. When he came back and obviously he's been killing. It's been one of our best players the last few years. When he came back and reinvigorated himself as an opener. He was older than Steve Smith is now. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, wow. oh, man. This could be, as Guru would say, this could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs> could be anything. But yeah, guys, look, I know there's probably cricket fans listening right now going, Kempi, you're talking utter nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm this, very casual as well. So we'll see, we'll see what... Yeah. Um, look, this is just an opinion of a casual fan. Yeah. And you'd rather a casual fan try to be interested in the game than not. Exactly right. Because all the headlines are saying test cricket is dead. So <laughs> yeah, you want people thing. like you want people like me... Even I might be talking utter nonsense and <laughs> shit chat, 
uh, you still want me engaged with the game. For so sure. I tell you what, if you had asked me these questions two years ago, I would have said, <laughs> hey, you are speaking another language to me. You are speaking another language. Uh, Tiger Woods, Nike part ways after 27 years. Reports are that Nike are budget, cu- budget cutting and also that Tiger didn't agree with their ongoing market value of him. This is strange because Tiger and Nike are like... Oh, they're, like I reckon besides MJ, I'd, I'd probably argue, and correct me if I'm wrong, someone, that Tiger would be the, the, their second biggest athlete. Yeah. Now, I think it is because... Tiger, uh, sorry, Nike have tried to get into golf and it just hasn't worked. Like yeah. they just haven't been able to really make any headway into golf, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, and so maybe they're looking at it going, all right, well, we aren't, even though his association with the brand is really effective of like, you know, if you're a winner, you wear Nike. Uh, is it worth the huge amount we're paying him when we don't actually sell that much product directly from him rather than just brand awareness? Um so I, I understand it. It's just crazy to think. Like, you would have thought he would have got a lifetime deal like Jordan did, you know? Mm. Oh, I'd think so, especially after that famous shot where he chips it in and then the ball stops just before the hole and, and, then, and, and it's got the Nike tick and then it just goes in. But, like, when you look at Jordan, he actually sells product for them. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Whereas how much product does Tiger... Yeah. Like, yeah, you could go, all right... From a brand perspective, he would sell product because like, I'm a fan of Tiger and I love Tiger Woods and I, he wears Nike, so I'll, I'll wear Nike, but just obviously not mm. golf Nike. I'll wear, you know. Yeah, the only thing people would buy, and I'm not a golf guy, I'm just going off what I think here. I think people would buy the red Tiger Sunday shirt and probably that's about it. Which is, but like that's never going to come close to how much they're not, paying. Not even close, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're, yeah. So that you go with Jordan, it's like he actually sells billions of dollars mm. worth of product. So, yeah, it's strange. And also, you think with Nike, I mean, it's a ruthless from Nike because you go, look, like, are you, you, you make billions of dollars. Mm. In saying that, they're probably paying him hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They would be. If, if it's correct that they're making cuts, but also Tiger was the one that initiated it and walked away because he didn't agree. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because Tiger's son, Charlie's coming through at the moment. Yeah. So it's... I would have thought they'd they'd wait maybe just a second. I tell you what, there'll be some oh, there'll be some golf brands licking their oh, lips imagine. right Imagine, because like I'm sure it wasn't a, just an easy walk away. Like I'm sure nah. there was a bit of friction there from Tiger and Nike disagreeing on prices. Mm. Um, that's us done and deuced. First packer up, boys back. Uh, make sure to grab a case of bloke beer from your local guys. The beer of rugby league, the beer of Australian sport, also the beer of cricket. We all know this. Oh, yeah. The beer of Australian cricket. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how Sunnis does it. As usual, we'll go and fuck ourselves. Thank you. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.